Hey, Pittsburgh. This is Whammo. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. And look down, Kennywood's open. Pretty girl, it's a crazy, crazy world, and we best be driving south with that pretty, pretty mouth. 95, 95, just to keep us alive. 95, 95, just to keep us alive. Ball in the jack, a gun in the sack. Stopped by the cops, Jesus, don't look in the back. Jesus, Jesus, starting the break. Jesus, Jesus, starting the break. You better hold out, forget. She sleeps so peacefully once again. And she sleeps. And she sleeps. And she sleeps so peacefully. Book it, children. 95, 95, just to keep us alive. 95, 95, just to keep us alive. Not as clear, reds and bare, stars in the sky, like a drive high. Down on his knees, begging her please. Picture her eyes, give the trigger a squeeze. And her name, and her name, and her name, is America. And her name, and her name, and her name is America. I remember when we met, I love you, can you get what I do it again? Bet on it, my friend. Boogie children. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Aaron. The song you just heard was 95 South by Hamelon Trial. And a little later in this episode, we're going to hear from Whammo, who'll be performing with Hamelon Trial, coming up here uh, towards the end of this month. But first up, a couple concert announcements. Um, Iron City Rocks is proud to present UFO on May 9th at the Altar Bar. 
and Danzig will be coming to town at Stage AE. Uh, Danzig, that's going to be a 7 p.m. show on May 20th, and that's a Promo West show. If you're not familiar with Promo West at all, John did an excellent interview with Amy of Promo West in episode 102, so check that out. If you're thinking, Danzig, why do I know Danzig? Well, Glenn Danzig was the original frontman of the Misfits, and uh, in episode 72, we spoke with Jerry only. So if you've been craving a little bit of Misfits, please check out that episode. Then uh, Danzig went on to form Sam Hain, and then his most recent project in his solo, uh, solo act that bears his name, Danzig. The opener that night's going to be Devil Driver. Now, Devil Driver, that's a band I want to talk about for a second, because maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. I've been aware of them for years because they have their front man who used to be with Cold Chamber. Now, maybe you liked Cold Chamber, maybe you didn't. I loved Cold Chamber. I remember when they came through Pittsburgh and played uh, Club Laga, and the band, local band Dominion opened for them. Absolutely amazing show. Absolutely loved it. When I first heard Devil Driver, I was very excited because I really liked Dez as a front man, and um, I thought they were terrible. Really, really couldn't stand them. Lately, I've been hearing a lot of their materials. Love it. Love it. So they've really uh, they've really grown as a band. I'm really happy with the direction they've taken now. So I think that's going to be a heck of a show that evening. You have Devil Driver to open the show, and then Danzig is the headliner. It's going to be a heck of an evening, so check it out. $25 uh, for tickets in advance, $27 at the door. Next up, we have an interview with an artist known as Whammo. Whammo is going to be in town on April 28th at the Smiling Moose over on the south side. Um, for those of you who are saying, Smiling Moose, boy, I think I've heard of it, but where is it? It is across from Pittsburgh Guitars, one of my all-time favorite uh, guitar shops in the Pittsburgh area. And um, right there, down there on the south side, uh, right past Jack's, not too far past Club Cafe. So if you're familiar with that area, you'll be able to find the Smiling Moose. And Whammo's going to be there with Hamill. Now, I mistakenly thought that Whammo was opening the show for Hamill, and that's what was going on. And I found out through the course of the interview, as you're going to find out yourselves, that... Whammo and Hamill are actually performing together. I've only ever seen Hamill as a solo act, and I know what to expect when he's a solo act. I expect it to be intense, I expect the energy level to be crazy, and I expect him to be crazy in a wildly entertaining show. So, Hamill and another guy, what's this going to be like? Well, after talking with Whammo, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle the entertainment that's going to come out from this show, because Whammo's pretty crazy, Hamill's pretty crazy. These guys have been friends for a long time, and I don't know about you, but I know what happens when I get together with a friend that I haven't seen in a long time. I think that's what we're in for um, on that Thursday evening, April 28th. So, without further ado, let us get into the interview here with Whammo, um, and we'll see what he has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. On the show with us today, I have Whammo. Whammo, how you doing? What's happening? Not much, not much. So, Whammo is going to be joining us here in Pittsburgh at the Smiling Moose on April 28th, it's a Thursday evening, um, as the supporting act for Hamble on Trial. Oh, uh, actually, I'm not the supporting act. It's, it's a show we're doing together. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I stand corrected. I apologize. It's, I wasn't aware it's, of that. It's, it's both of us on stage at the same time. Ed and I have been great friends for years. He's played on a bunch of my records. I've played on his records. And uh, we've always wanted to do a tour together. And here it is, baby. Wow. Okay, well, then... But, yeah, um, it's the two of us, the two of us, me backing him up, him backing me up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, boy. Boy, am I excited for this show now. All right, so well, I guess let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. 
and let's find out a little bit about you. Like, what for for the audience members who are not familiar with you know you and what you do? What can you tell us? Can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and your style? Well, sure. I'm uh, uh, the founder of the Asylum Street Spankers. I played with them for 16 years, uh, and uh, uh, I, I was also signed to Mercury as a uh, performance poet. Mercury Records I, uh, as a performance poet. So I've released records of music and records of spoken word and. Um, I'm also a visual artist, uh, and I will be incorporating all those things in the show. Wow. Okay. Crazy, huh? I, 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 it's going to rock! The more we talk, the more excited I'm getting for the show. I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome. You know, the funny thing is i got to make a cup of coffee because you, you said the uh, interview was at 1230, but you didn't realize I was in Austin. It's only 1130 here, dude. Oh, oh I'm totally, so sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, um, everything's fine. I'm going to brew a cup of joe and sit down on the back porch and have a smoke, and everything's going to be hunky-dory, pal. Wow, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I, I remember putting that Eastern Standard Time thing here. I'm on yeah, the East Coast. Everybody forgets. I forget. Sometimes I forget where I am. Nice. All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Asylum Street Spankers? Because I was reading that on your site, and I was just kind of curious about what that is and... Well, kind of how it came out, I guess. Well, um, actually, it's probably better if I don't talk about the Spankers. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because uh, of uh, there are there are reasons why I shouldn't that I probably don't even need to mention. Uh, and uh, um, uh, you know, I well, I can tell you this that uh, it, it was an incredible band and uh, an amazing legacy, and I'm very very proud to uh, have. Uh, played all that amazing music with all those amazing musicians and gotten the incredible support from all the fans. It was a really, really great run. Uh, but now I'm just going alone, baby. It's just me and Hamill against the world, back to back with a broken bottle in each hand, going, come on! Oh, this is going to be a heck of a night. Oh, my goodness. I can, I can already tell. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, like, because you know, um, Hamill and I, we, we went through uh, like some some major tragedies in our lives at the same time. Uh, he was going through a divorce at the same time uh, my father was dying of cancer, mm. uh, and at the same time my my dad was dying. Uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child. So I had this crazy, like, being ripped in half feeling of being so excited about this, this new life uh, in my life, and at the same time going through, you know, early stages of grief while my father was still alive because we knew he was going to go pretty soon. So it was – so he and I would spend hours, man, hours talking on the phone to each other. Uh, and most of the time we just talked about – rock and roll it's like it was like our saving grace you know yeah uh rock and roll is is definitely a an art form that eats its young you know oh yeah uh, but but it's also uh probably one of one of the most beautiful art forms uh in existence you know obviously it can be tragically ugly and tragically cheesy but at times, it can just be 
know, one of the most amazing, uplifting, life-changing entities in the universe. And, and man, we would just talk and talk and talk, I mean, about everything from, from uh, you know, uh, like bands I love, like, you know, ACDC and, and Black Sabbath and, uh, you know, Iggy and Stooges and MC5 and stuff, to all the way to, like, cheesy 80 hair metal videos but we would just laugh and laugh, you know, like, you know, about some uh, zebra video or uh, nitro. There we go. That's one of the funniest videos ever, ever. It's like Google a freight train from nitro where the guy plays a quad necked guitar. Four necks. I remember that video. If I'm not mistaken, that guitar player is Michelangelo Batillo. And, um, he was actually, well, no, he hasn't been a guest on the show yet, but we had somebody who had him guest star on one of his albums on the show recently. I know exactly what you're talking about. That yeah, was a wild. And, and you're right. That is, that is the dude, and he's, he's a legend on, on the web. I, like, I, I read the comments of kids like, this guy shreds. Oh, my God, he's my hero. And, and there you have it. You know I mean? It's like, yeah, he's insane. Um, and, and, you know, that's the great thing about, about rock and roll is uh, – you know, no matter what era you grew up in, you go back and you listen to. And it's not, this is for all music, obviously. Uh, you go back and listen to to stuff you listened to twenty, thirty years ago, and you feel like you're fifteen again. Yeah, I agree with that. You no, know? it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, uh, my wife and child are out of town right now, so I, I cranked tunes yesterday. Just. <laughs> ridiculously loud in the car and at home yeah. getting ready for my gig last night. That's awesome. I do the same thing. So, um, so you're a musician. Do you play guitar, bass, drums? What's, what's your instrument of choice here? Well, in the Spankers, I sang and played washboard and harmonica. And the Spankers were kind of an Americana-type band uh, that, that took its uh, influences from everything to... Uh, old blues, jump jazz, country, and gospel to, you know, hardcore punk rock. So, okay. so we, we really kind of like, the critics called this genre-defying, which I really dug. You know, there was no way to pin, <laughs> pin us down, you know. It was just, yeah. it was just the spankers. Uh, so um, I forgot what the initial question was. Um, what, what's your main instrument? Oh, main instrument. <laughs> uh, I would say I would say my voice is my main instrument, uh, okay. and, and and then harmonica. Uh, but I play percussion and drums, and I I play enough guitar to write music. But and I and I, when I used to play punk rock and stuff, I played guitar on stage. But that was never any good. You know, that's what's so great is you know I'm going to have the master, the jackhammer guitar player of all time, Hamill on trial, standing there right ne- right next to me. Well, I perform. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, he is sick. He is really a sick guitar player. He is awesome. He's very underrated. He's incredible. You know, I got a I got a record called uh, Faster Than the Speed of Suck, which is all it's a, a radio spoof. It's all about yeah. a couple, couple going down the the highway, arguing over what what to play on the radio, and uh, an ACDC song comes on, and guess who played the part of Angus Young? I'm going to go with Hamill. I would say yes. <laughs> Yeah, he rocks, man. That's awesome. 
Yeah, most people don't know that he, he can play amazing lead guitar because he's, you know, because he's just one guy on stage with a guitar. He doesn't do a lot of solos. It's all riffs. But dude, you should hear him solo. Woo! I would love to. I'd love to. I'm, maybe we'll get to hear that um, coming up on the 29th or 28th. I'm sorry. 28th. Smiling yeah. Moose. What is the um, Smiling Moose? I never played the Smiling Moose. You know, I've never been there myself. This will be my first time there. Um, uh, yeah, a buddy, buddy of mine tells me it's still down on the south side, so we're gonna we're gonna find out. I got, I got a buddy that we're gonna go with. Uh, that I'm gonna go to the show with. He introduced me to Hamble in the first place, so we're oh. we're both really pumped for the show. Cool idea. Um, south side. Uh, my my father-in-law has a has a house there, probably where I'll be staying. So I'll have a short south crawl to to the <laughs> the crib after the show. Yeah, crawl it is too. <laughs> um. So who would you say your main influences were growing up? Like who influenced you musically or to do what you do, even artistically, I guess? Um, well, uh, that's a tough call because, you know, different artists influence you in different ways and they do it at different times in your life. Um, but uh, I would say, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, on one of my slam poetry bios, I, I had a list of influences that was thousands of names, ridiculously long. I just put... Everybody I could think of uh, that I loved on there. Um, but off the top of my head right now, I'd say Bill Hicks, Black Sabbath, Vincent Van Gogh, Alexander Calder, um, uh, Iggy, uh, Keith Richards, um, John Lennon, um, and Tiny Tim. Wow, all right. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> that? That is a very nice, diverse uh, list there. It's good stuff. Yeah, but I, I left out all the women. I mean, there's uh, Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday, and uh, uh, um, there's uh, George O'Keefe, and there's uh, uh, Emily Dickinson, and, you know, there's a bunch. And then back to guys, you know, Charles Bukowski, and uh, there's, there's a ton. There's a ton, and it's early, so I can't think of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So I hear that you're going to be spending more time in the Pittsburgh area. You want to talk about that a little bit? Mm. Well, my wife's a Pittsburgh girl, and uh, uh, we live in Austin right now, but we've decided we're going to try to split our time between Austin and Pittsburgh. She has a business there, and uh, uh, we're going to basically follow the good weather and do uh, uh, winter and spring in Austin and then summer and fall in the Berg. And we'll do that until our kid's old enough where uh, we have to put her in school. I'm going to say that is a very smart move because uh, summer and fall in Pittsburgh are probably my favorite seasons here. Uh, luckily, I love snow, so I don't mind our winters at all. But, um, boy, the driving sure gets tricky. I, I'd much be happier if I was working from home on some of the days we've had our snows. Yeah, and you guys got all that salt on the road. It's gonna, I've got a 1965 Imperial, man. That's, uh, uh, I, I can't have that all rusted out from all that salt. So we <laughs> yeah. had an awesome. Yeah, thankfully it'll be, it'll be okay in the summer. All the rain will wash it away. Fair enough. So, um, tell me about your creative process. Like, how do you go about doing what you do here? Like, how, how do you get ready for a show, I guess, or your whatever it is you put out, like maybe a record or whatever? 
Well, I guess getting ready for a show uh, is different than the actual writing the uh, material. Okay. Uh, I, I write when the muse bites me on the ass. You know, <laughs> I, yeah. you know I'll, I'll be in the shower and I'll come up with a riff and I'll have to you know, jump out naked, wet, and run to whatever recording device. Usually it's my iPhone now and, and, uh, and sing the idea into it and then go back and finish my shower. Uh, a lot of soap in the eyes when you do that. And, uh, uh, but getting ready for a show uh, is just, you know, make, making sure you've got uh, the material that's prepared ready and that you're on your best game for all the improv you're going to do. Can you hear the plane going over? No, I missed it. You're not missing much. <laughs> so what can we expect from this show? Because the more you talk about it, the more intrigued I am. What, what can we expect? I'm a long-time Hamill fan, so I typically know what to expect from him, um, which is to completely expect the unexpected. What, what are we going to be uh, in for when we come to the show here on the, the Smiling Moose? Well, let's see. I would say that if you want to replicate the show without coming, the best thing to do would be to uh, go into a, an empty room like a warehouse and make sure there's nobody else there, or like a shed maybe way out somewhere in, in the country or something, and uh, uh, wet down the walls with gasoline and sit in the middle with a lit match and decide whether you're going to drop it or not. <laughs> oh, it's going to be that kind of night, huh? Yeah, I would say it's going to be that kind of night. <laughs> but I don't think I've, I've ever seen Hamill perform with anybody else. Um, and so just, like, like, the vibe I'm getting from you and, like, what I've seen Hamill do in the past, I can just picture you two feeding off each other insanely and just having the show get crazier and crazier as, as the night goes on. I certainly hope so, because, uh, you know, Hamill's such a quiet, shy guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, so I do have a question here. I'm, I'm a little curious. Um, you know, since you've known Hamill for a very long time, you guys are good friends. Yeah, are you was... any of the characters that have shown up in his albums over the years? Like, like you know, should I, should I also know you as Tooch by any chance? Oh, or? no, 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 no. Tooch is, <laughs> Tooch Town is, is all about uh, Syracuse, New York, where he, where he uh, grew up. Um, got nothing to do with me. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a great record, though, isn't it? Oh, it and, is a great record. And, uh, uh, no, I don't think he's, like, you know, written any songs about me or anything, but I think it's about damn time if you listen to this. Well, let's hope so. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that could be um, one, one of the goals of the evening here, the Thursday evening at Smiling Moose. Uh, and he'll fi- finally immortalize you in song. I, uh, I, uh, uh, if, if he did it with me on stage next to him, uh, I, I would take the piss out of him pretty quick. So let's talk rock and roll here a little bit. You got me intrigued, you know, t- talking about all the rock and roll stuff, and you've obviously got a, a real, real broad range of taste here. Um, I have been listening to a lot of 50s and 60s rock because I've been tracing back the origins of the Fender P-Bass because I'm a, P- I'm a P-Bass player. I've been playing one since I was 13. And um, I've just got a love for that instrument. So going keyboard bass? Huh? Keyboard bass like Ray Manzarek of the Doors? Oh, no, 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 no. Fender P bass. Hmm. Fender Precision. Sorry, there was a, there was a uh, 
a plane going over. Uh, P base. Yeah. Fender P. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. The yeah, so classic, the classic, you know, bass, man. I mean, especially yeah. 60s. Well, oh, exactly. You know, all that, all that Motown stuff and uh, uh, all, you know, yeah, it's the, it's the great bass. Okay, well, so you're, you're a bass player. Yeah, and, and studying that has led me to go back and listen differently to all the songs I listened to growing up in the 50s and 60s. So I've been listening to how, you know, it kind of changes things. And so I thought I'd say, like, let's, let's hit in the air in the 60s. Who would you so, say were some of, like, your favorite bands in the 60s or even favorite songs that you, you think just had, like, a big influence or, you know, kind of changed the way things were going on at the time? Well, that's funny because, I mean, I was, I was born in 61, so uh, I uh, uh, grew up listening. And I, I, I was born in, in New York, so I grew up listening to WABC, which was the big top 40 AM station. For all you kids out there, AM was a band that uh, nobody, everybody listened to then and nobody listens to now unless they're listening to talk radio. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, uh, I, was, I was blessed w- uh, with the fact that uh, my older sister uh, was basically a teeny bopper and, and was crazy about music. So there wasn't a time in my life where I wasn't listening to uh, the Beatles and the Stones and the Monkees and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and the Doors and uh, Cream and uh, Jimmy, uh, did I say Jimi Hendrix already? All the, the incredible music that was being played on pop radio at the time. And, and that's just the rock and roll side. I mean, there was also Smokey Robinson and Marvin Gaye and the Supremes and the Temptations and, and uh, Martha Reeves and you know, all, all that incredible stuff, uh, plus the stack stuff. Uh, uh, Al Green and uh, Booker T and the MGs and uh, Isaac Hayes and uh, uh, that... All that stuff just kind of melted into my mind. At the same time, my father sang for the Metropolitan Opera, so I was listening to to Verdi and Puccini and Beethoven and Mozart at the same time. So I, I got a pretty thick musical education early on. And wow. I, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really blessed. And uh, I try to do the same thing for my daughter, try to play her all kinds of stuff. It's like, okay, you know, this is Black Flag, and, and, and you know, this, these are really angry, aggressive songs. And then here's a, a nice, uh, you know, here's a nice piece by Bach, and it's just very pretty, and, and, and you know, she, she really digs it. She's only 19 months old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat. My son is about 14 months old, and one of the first tracks I played for him was the Lemon Song by Led Zeppelin. Nice. And then um, it, it's funny you mentioned Black Flag because I was thinking about that this morning. I've been trying to pick, a, pick an age in my head when I want to introduce him to the Damaged record. Because that, that's, to me, that's like the, the seminal Black Flag record. I love that record. <laughs> Damaged is the one where the guy's uh, punching the, the mirror, right? Yep. yep. On the cover, yeah. Yeah, that's, yep. that's like the, the first long play Black Flag record, right? Yeah, I think so. I, and, well, I, I think they, they, had, they had a lot of other records for the other singers. So that... I think, like, part part of the, I think part of the charm of that record is that it was so angry. I think that was Rollins' first record, if I'm not mistaken. He came yeah. in and it's just real quick. But then they weren't allowed to sell it for years because they were fighting with a record label. Yeah, you know. That. So 
it was one of those ones that was kind of was put out and buried and then came back. And just, I mean, when you, when you listen to that record and just how at times it just feels like the band is completely coming unglued, you know, and then they just come back together and focus like a laser beam. Hey, can we think crazy? This is a podcast, right? So we can say whatever we want, right? Yeah, for the most part. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, 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 it's funny you mentioned uh, that record. That record has the song Police Story on it, which is probably my favorite Black Flag song. And, uh, oh, well, that's tough to say. Slipping in is pretty great, too. And, uh, uh, oh, and so Six Pack. Okay, I could, I could go on for, for hours. Um, but uh, I, uh, uh, one time I was... Uh, singing uh, police story to my daughter as a lullaby in the style of Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> because Julie Andrews has a, I mean, you know, she's Mary Poppins, right? And she, yeah, yeah. she has that, she has that great clipped, gentle style, you know, like, you know, that stay awake, don't close your eyes. And so uh, I, I did the same thing with the black flag. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, you're killing me. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Nice little contrast. Oh, that's so funny. You know, and, and the Police Story song, that, that, really, that really sums up, like, black flags and missions. Because I, I don't know if you had the book Get in the Van. Um, oh, well, actually, I have the I have Rollins reading it. Uh, that's a a oh, tour nice. a tour staple, you know. Like you're you're in the van. It's four o'clock in the morning. You're on your way to Albuquerque, and you throw in getting in the, get in the van. Agreed. And, uh, and yeah, it's 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 one of those great tour albums, you know, where you can just listen to like, oh, hey, my, my life on the road isn't so bad. I'm not riding in the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I'm here. I I love that. Um. I, I love the cover for that because it's just the cops filing into the 9:30 club, you know. And that just that right there sums up Black Flag's existence. You yeah, know? man, they they uh, they really put the fear of God into the establishment. That's they funny because this happens with you know every new genre of rebellious music. I mean, they did the same thing with Elvis Presley, you know, and they certainly did the same thing with hip hop when it first came out. You know, yeah, when, N- yeah. when NWA and PE uh, came out, they, they were, you know, they were criminals and they must be stopped. You know, it's, and uh, it's just gotten to the point now where, you know, everybody's so oversaturated and nobody gives a shit. But, but, uh, but at the time, at the time, you know, uh, it, it was a serious threat to the establishment, just like Elvis, just like the Stones, uh, you know, this was, uh, this was, you know, the devil's music or, you know, your child will become a criminal or a juvenile delinquent if they smoke marijuana and listen to this. Yeah, all the propaganda films. I forgot about those. Jeez. Yeah. All this crazy stuff. Well, it, and it's funny, like, talking with, um, I got to talk to Mike Watt for, for the show uh, a couple of interviews back. And I was asking him, I said, so, you know, what can you tell me about the SST record? He's like, well, people hated us. They didn't like what we were doing. <laughs> well, the, well, there you go. That's, that's the whole thing about, about uh, punk rock at, at that time, too. Because, like, the Minutemen were not like anybody else. No, they, no, they absolutely. Didn't, they didn't sound, you know, you know, real heavy and distorted like, 
Black Flag, you know, not, not all the songs were, were super, you know, fast and driving. And, and although they were political, they had, like the Dead Kennedys, they had much more mixed metaphor. And, you know, uh, Dee Boone had that kind of funky guitar style. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it pissed off punk rockers, you know, yeah. which, which is so silly. Punk rock was, was, was about doing what you want to do. It, it wasn't about, you know, uh, wearing Doc Martens and, and little tiny spaghetti strap suspenders shaving your head. It yeah. was about doing what you want to do and the freedom to be able to do it. And uh, it, of course, you know, uh, because people are as they are, you know, suddenly there was punk rock dogma and it had to be this way, it had to be that way. And you're not really punk rock, and it got into that whole punker than thou thing, is what I call it. <laughs> Where you're oh, not as no. punk as I am. I am more punk than you. <laughs> That's <was just> crazy. <laughs> um, it, have, have you guys seen Mike Watt play recently, though, with his current tour? No, no, I, I, I haven't seen Mike Watt play in, oh God, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, last time I saw him play was at the Electric Lounge and I got to hang out with him in the office that afternoon. He, he had nothing to do. He was in Austin, he had nothing to do. So he was just hanging out. It was me and the club owner and, and Mike Watt. Oh, and Just sitting around shooting the shit. He, he's such a cool guy. The interview I did with him was amazing. And then um, I just saw him like just this past weekend, came through Pittsburgh. I am so glad I went to see that show. I, I cannot even begin to describe how amazing it was to see, see him and his band do what they do. It, it yep. was just, it was awesome. It's like cross one off the bucket list. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And of course you're a bass player. Oh yeah. So, so that helps. Hey, do you hear yeah, the one about, on do you hear about the one about the, the, the kid who uh, comes home and says, dad, when I grow up, I want to be a bass player. And the dad <laughs> says, now son, you can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell my wife that one. She's going to love then, that one. Yeah, the, the, the follow-up is, and then he gets a bass, and he's going to go to his first bass lesson. And he's like, bye, Dad. And dad's like, bye. And he goes, and he comes back a couple hours later, and uh, the dad says, uh, well, son, what did you learn? And he says, well, I learned that this this string right here on top is the E string. Do, 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 do. That's great, son. And he, next day he goes to his second lesson, and he comes back home, and, he's, and he says, what did you learn? And he goes, well, I learned this one is the A string. It's like, oh, that's great, son. He goes, he, he leaves the third day and comes back hours, hours late. And uh, dad said, uh, what happened, son? Uh, what happened at your lesson? He goes, oh, I blew it off. I had a gig. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't that the truth, too? That's the Irish man. <clears throat> oh. I'll tell you what, I don't want to take up any more of your time, Willow. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I have been wildly entertained to talk to you, and so I can just imagine what it's going to be to see you and Hamill turned loose um, upon the city. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, every, every night's going to be different, and hopefully every night will be recorded. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much, and we'll see you when you come through town. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Heaven's walls are covered with frost The gates are locked, the key's been lost 
The snow and the drive and the shades are down There's man in the box and there's no one around Angels smoke with snow on their wings Huddled in an alley saying some of those things That you shouldn't say out loud That no one should hear But you take a look around and the meaning is clear And the phone is dead Bills are paid, the housekeeper admits that she's afraid There's people on the road with maps and flares And a convoy of trucks moves from there Some attempt help but I turned away By a handwritten sign, no visitors today A conference of saints meet in the hall Share coffee and grapes and stare at the wall Where have you gone? You'll bury your head Getting concerned that you might be sick Satan conjures evil and when he's done The silence from heaven's thinking this is no fun So he makes his way to heaven through the gates down the hall Pounding on the bedroom door, hears nothing through the wall And the moving men want someone to sign A representative says that everything is fine When the TV camera's off, there's sweat on his brow He wonders if purgatory has his resume by now Where have you gone? Bury your head We're getting concerned that you might be sick In the shipping room an old lady sits At five the whistle blows She bends her head and quits Ten miracles completed It's been a busy day She can't keep up the pace But the work won't go away Where have you gone? Don't bury your head We're getting concerned that you might be sick Alright, welcome back. That song you just heard was called A Little Concerned, That's All. It's another Hamelon trial song. It's off the same record that 95 South is off of, and it's, that record is called Tough Love, available on Righteous Babe Records. Well, this concludes tonight's interview. And as always, we thank you for your support. Please visit ironcityrocks.com to get the latest news, reviews, and happenings around Pittsburgh. Check out our blog page. Check out our podcasts. Uh, take a look at some of our back- backlog of interviews. We've had some great, great interviews. Um, and to close out tonight... We are going to play a Danzig song called Death Red Moon to get you in the mood for the show coming up by Danzig on May 20th. So, um, as always, we really appreciate your support, and thank you. Yeah.